0: Um, because that's what the Lord's leading us. It's a good thing to get a vision for what God has for this body, right? And so with that, we're starting off um, with the t- the title of a message the Lord gave to me about building his church. He said, build my church. And how are we going to do that without a vision? We're not. So um, that's our aim. That's our goal is to seek the Lord and only do and set our hands to what he is telling us to do. I want to assure you, and I'm going to continue to assure you throughout this message, we're not going to do anything, say anything, or try to formulate anything because we think it's a good idea. We only want God ideas because we know that is what's going to prevail. Amen? Hallelujah. Well, Psalms 29.18 says, without a vision, the people will perish. And so when you don't have a vision, when you're not going as a minister before the Lord and hearing what God has for the church and then setting your hand to what he said will work for your church, not, not other churches, we can't just take what is working for them because that's not what God has for us. Um, without that vision and without God speaking, which he's already spoken in front of the whole congregation numerous times about what he wants for this place. Without that, the people perish. And so when he does speak, we need to realize that when he speaks or when he prophesies, he's actually speaking vision. Doesn't When, when you close your eyes, close your eyes for a second. This is going to be a fun little project. I'm going to say a word, and you're going to imagine it. It's going to pop up like that. And this is him. This is how God creates vision. Elephant, what do you see? <laughs> Train, what do you see? <laughs> Running a marathon, what do you see? (laughs) Okay, you can open your eyes. (laughs) You're panting for water, right? Um, Without a vision, the people perish. But when God speaks and proclaims something to the church, like he spoke those prophetic words, or he spoke to my heart, or he speaks to me by his spirit, that's actually him speaking and creating life and speaking vision, Because when we receive those words, it creates our imagination goes, you know, to work and we start thinking about how can I set my hand to this? What can I do that God can prosper this? What can I do to start doing what God is speaking here, right? So when God speaks something, you already know that is his plan, that's his purpose, and that's what he will bless, and so that's what is exciting is God has confirmed over and over and over what his vision is for this church. And we all know it. It's for revival. It's that he'd pour out his spirit upon all flesh, that he would, we'd see numerous, numerous people come in here just seeking and hungering and thirsting for the move of God. How many of you know it's the last day and age? Amen. And in Acts, He says, in the last days, I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will have visions. You know, you're going to see signs in the wonders and heavens above and signs on the earth below. There's just so much that God wants to do in this place. And... The Word of God says without that vision, without taking what he said, instead of just putting it on a shelf and being like, oh, yeah, that was a good service, and not really taking it as he spoke to me, and I need to meditate on that and let that create vision. Let that give me a blueprint for what he desires, and I need to run with it. That's why he speaks. He doesn't speak for no reason so you won't be obedient. He speaks so that he can create vision so you have something to run with because otherwise you perish. You feel, I don't know if you've ever felt like helpless or hopeless or like, I don't know what to do with myself. You know, I was like that when I was a a teenager. I was coming up on my senior year. It was my summer of my junior year, and everyone else knew where they were going to college. They knew what they were doing. I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to be a, you know. computer um, science person, (laughs) whatever it is they had on their heart, they knew what they were going to do. And it really bugged me because I hadn't sought the Lord for his vision for my life yet. And I didn't know what I wanted to do or what he wanted me to do until one day I called on the Lord and I said, Lord, I ask you, give me vision. Show me what your plan is for my life. And he spoke to me very clearly to go to Rhema Bible Church and go to college there and that I was going to be a preacher. And this is something I heard since I was young, but I wasn't going to run with my parents' vision for me. I wanted to know for myself that this was the Lord's vision. Amen? Even though they're my parents, and I know they meant good, and they spoke over me that um, this is what was prophesied over you, this and that, I needed to hear it from the Lord because he's the one who has to give the vision to the person. Amen? And also for the church, he's the one who has to give the vision so the people can run with it. And I thought it was so awesome that God just keeps on confirming the same thing over to like really get it in us. My desire is to pour out my spirit. My desire is for my manifest glory to be here, for revival to take place here. Amen. Um, I think, Carol, a few weeks back you talked to me and you said the Lord showed you that this is going to be a house that's going to host revival that this is, a, this is like a starting point of where God wants to host revival. And I believe it 110% because of what was prophesied over um, in the services and over the last 30 years. If you pull up the prophecies and the words over this church, that's God's vision for this church. And let me just say this, the word of God says, my word will not return void. If God spoke it, he will make it good. Amen. And so we, what the problem is, is, is we, we, if we will reap only if we faint not. So what we need to do is bring back up these visions, bring back up these words of God, remind him of what he has spoken, and say, Lord, I'm going to run with this. Show me how to set, show us how we can set our hand to what you have said is your vision for this church in this body of believers. Amen. I'm excited. Cause he has spoken the same thing over and over. You hear every minister say the same thing. And it's not because they're being repetitive and it's not because either any one of them knew what the other one spoke. It's because God doesn't change his mind and his vision stays the same. And that's exciting. I like looking up definitions if you know me by now. And so I looked up because the Lord said build my church. And so I looked up the word build, and it says this, to construct something large, thank the Lord, by putting materials together over a period of time. So our job is to construct something large, to build his church, to come together and build together as the body of Christ. As the Lord was speaking about this to me, He brought up to me um, Noah and the ark. Now, (laughs) Noah got some specific instructions from the Lord. I mean, dimensions, um, cut this amount of wood for this amount of planks, for this side, you know, this many animals. I mean, He was so specific. Which shows me, and the Lord was bringing it up because He is showing me that He can give detailed vision of what you need to set your hand to. Amen. And sometimes it seems kind of crazy to think so large. I mean, Noah was blasphemed. He was, you know, he was just the the, (laughs) the people and the enemy were just trying to come against him so that he would faint, so that he would give up. And what would have happened to him and his family? They would have died the place would have vanished, diminished. If the people of God and if the church of God, if this body of believers don't take what God has spoken, just as Noah had to take what God spoke and build the ark and do what God said to do, they would have vanished. They would have perished. If we don't take seriously the words that God has spoken over this church and run with it and ask the Lord, Lord, give us detailed vision. Show us what we need to set our hand to to cause this to prosper so that you can watch over your word to perform it. If we don't start seeking God, and that's why we're having passion and prayer Wednesday nights, they're starting to seek the Lord for this vision. Seek the Lord and pray these things out. What God has spoken. Without a vision, the people perish. If Noah didn't have this vision and speak it over, you know, to to the people who are building it with him, they would have perished. But no, they walked out and set their hand to the vision to do what God told them to do. And they saved their lives and the lives of others because we all come from somewhere, right? And so we wouldn't even be here if he hadn't been obedient. To the vision that God had for him and his family, I thought this was so cool. This week, I'm, a, I'm by day, <laughs> um, a few days a week, I'm a, a preschool teacher, and um, I'm sitting there and they're talking, they're doing this little series, and this is God's so supernatural. I don't know. Have you ever heard God speak through like the TV or the radio, or a random conversation from maybe even a non-believer? Okay, so God can use any avenue he wants to use. And so this is so cool. This week, I was in preschool, and I was the assistant teacher at the moment, and I was sitting in the back of the class as the, the lead teacher was teaching a lesson to the children on building, on constructing, and um, on architecture. And so she starts saying that there's an owner, and the owner relays what he desires to the architect and the architect has to listen to the owner and I'm going to lay this out for you in a second what happened so the architect has to listen to the owner then the owner I mean then the architect lays out the blueprints he makes the plans he makes writes down the vision that he just got from the owner and makes it really clear to see then he goes and lets the builders and the designers know what they need to set their hand to Meanwhile, she's teaching the kids on literally, like, you know, building blocks and cements and, you know, all that. I'm hearing, I'm sitting there, and I'm hearing, and I was totally in the spirit. It was like, I can't even describe it. It was kind of like a little twilight zone. Like, it was like I was being sucked into something. I was in another dimension hearing this natural lesson. And I was hearing the Lord say, I'm the owner of the church the architect who is the pastor has to come to the owner to get the vision. I will relay the vision that I desire for that body of believers. It is your responsibility. The Lord was laying out for me what my responsibility was. It's your responsibility to get this vision, to make it plain so that your people can run with it. And then it's my job to then, you know, bring it over to the builders and the designers and the team and then the body so we can work together to make it happen. We all have a purpose. You're all here for a reason, not just to hear the word, not just to sit, but to work in the ministry, to do what God's called you to do, to be a part, amen, of the body of Christ. And so that's what we're excited about. We're going to be having team meetings coming forward um, where we're just, you know, relaying all the needs of the, of the church and where you can get involved. Um, so just keep an ear out for when that's coming up very soon. Um, So while I'm there, the Lord's speaking to me the whole time, and I I was like, okay. And I talked to the preschool teacher later. I was like, did you see me taking notes? And she's like, yeah, what was that all about? And I was like, while you're teaching the children, because this is a Christian preschool, the Lord was talking to me through what you were saying by the Spirit of God and laying out, you know, the plan and how it should, all the structure and how it should take place. And it was just so amazing. It was awesome. Let me just say this. Like I said before, not my w- the word of God says in Matthew six ten. He says he's teaching the disciples how to pray, and he says, "Pray this way: Let Thy kingdom come, and let Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven." And I just want to make it clear that we're not going to do we're not going to do anything that God didn't show us to do. We're not going to set our hand to any agenda or any formulation that is working for another church. There might be good ideas that are working for people, but God has a plan and a purpose for this place that exceeds just the typical church. It's a plan to move by his spirit. There is very few places that God is allowed to move by his spirit without limits, and this is one of those places. And I speak that right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So while this is all being downloaded, my prayer to the Lord is, Well, Lord, then how do I build your church? What is it? What's your vision, Lord, for this church? How do you want your church to be built? Because the word of God says you have not because you ask not. And so, Lord, how do you want your church to be built? Show me, Lord, your vision. Show me your plan. Um, Show me how it's going to work. Because um, I believe that when the Lord started speaking to Noah, he probably didn't have it all right, right away. <laughs> he, once he got that the Lord wanted him to build this boat, he had to seek the Lord and get the blueprints, get the, get the vision. So we're not going to claim to have absolutely all the plan together right in the second. But what we do know is we're not going to go off of what God gives us. Meaning like we're not going to veer to the left or veer to the right. We're going to keep the course We're going to run the race, amen? We're going to set our eyes on the prize, amen? Hallelujah. Let me just say this. This is why. Proverbs 19.21. Plans of man can be good, but they're good plans, not God plans. The Word of God says many are the plans of a man's heart, but it's the Lord's purpose that will prevail. We want the God plan Because that's what he's going to watch over and perform. That's what he's going to make sure happens. If it's just your idea and your plan, it can fall through the cracks. It can fade away. And we don't want just something that's going to fade away because it was a fad, you know. Um, There might be some things that are just, you know, kind of neutral and fun. Like we just put carpets up here that we need to get something sticky because it's causing a wrinkle. (laughs) <laughs> you know, that wasn't like a vision from the Lord. It's just, you know, our tastes, you know, we're putting our little touch on things. But there's fun things, but then there's, you know, a plan, which is like, you know, this is the direction. Like, I'm not going to say no to the Holy Spirit if he spoke that word and then wanted to move. Look at what happened. You know what I mean? All he did is stick, you know, has one person to stick out and speak one word and the Holy Spirit can just move. We're not going to change from what God wants to do because that's what he's going to watch over to perform. That's what is going to prevail. Amen? So I'm like an architect, and I'm going to do what the owner wants me to do, and God's the owner. Amen? And I'm so excited about that. Let me just ask you this. Say you were building a house. Maybe you've built a house before and had that opportunity But you, yourself, as an owner, relay to the architect or the one in charge, the foreman, what your desire is for a house. You know, what kind of cabinets you want, where you want your front door, where you want your back door, whether you want a a brick, um, you know, deck, or whether you want, you know, a patio or whatever. I might be using the wrong lingo. But anyways, you're relaying your vision to the architect or the foreman. It is then their job to speak to the the builders and the designers, the team, to go and do what your vision is. Now let me ask you this. As far as God's church goes, as far as this body of believers goes, would it be beneficial to us to go and build and come up with great ideas and just, I mean, not saying we shouldn't do our research, we're going to do our research, but not just find out what's working for other churches but we're going to seek the one, the owner of this specific church, this body of believers of what his vision is for this because we don't want a cookie-cutter house, amen? And there are neighborhoods that are cookie-cutter and they look like every house is the same. Well, we don't want that. We want a place where God, because of what he spoke, where God's spirit can move, where he can dwell, where the revival can take place, Amen? There was, I'm sure, more than 120 believers in Jesus' day, but God used a body of believers of 120 in that upper room that day to pour out Pentecost, pour out his spirit. And I believe he's calling us to do that very thing in this last day and age. Amen. And I'm just kind of relaying the vision and how we're going to go about this. It would not be to our benefit to just go ahead and start doing things that we've heard work Because that's like not listening to the owner and going ahead and building something and manufacturing something without permission and doing what we want to do. It could flop, it could fail, and the fad could fade away. But with Jesus as our cornerstone, with Jesus as our firm foundation, he doesn't change his mind. So when he relays a vision, that's why it's continually the same thing that comes out of the Lord's mouth, even over the past entire 38 years of ministry that my dad was in. And then all of a sudden the torches pass, and the Lord speaks the same thing, what he wants to do in this place. God does not change his mind. So it's time that we take it seriously and run with it. Amen. And seek the Lord for the blueprints and the plan. The owner would not be very happy or pleased with you or you wouldn't be very happy or pleased as an owner if the builder just went and built whatever house he wanted, right? You came in, the walls aren't the right color, um, there's not enough bedrooms, there's a patio not a deck, you know, there's a fence where you didn't want a fence and he went and did whatever he wanted to do, he wouldn't be pleased, and so the Lord won't be pleased if we don't do it according to his vision and his plan and his purpose, because it's only his plan, like we just read, that will prevail. Listen to this. Psalms 127.1. It can't get more clear than this. Unless the Lord builds a house, the work of the laborers or the builders is wasted. We don't want our time wasted. We don't want to waste any more time. I'm not saying we've been wasting time doing church and coming together and worshiping the Lord, but the time is, it's the end times, and we need to get serious about building this church. Build my church is what the Lord said the message was today. Unless the Lord builds a house, the work of the builders is wasted. So again, I want to assure you that we're only seeking the Lord and his vision because we don't want to waste anyone's time. We don't want to waste the Lord's time. Just like my son always says, mom, don't waste my time. <laughs> I don't want to waste the Lord's time. I don't want to hear him say that to me, you know. I want to hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You know, I want to have my ears open to what his spirit is saying to this church. Amen. The word of God says that He who has ears to hear, let him hear what his spirit is saying to the church the Lord spoke to me when I moved back here from North Carolina after going, and I believe the Lord sent us, and um, we um, pastored a church. We, we built a church from the ground up. I believe it was for strictly for experience, to have the experience of building a work from the ground up. And I realize that we have a congregation here, but I believe what God's doing is he's rebuilding something that was already in existence. Do you ever see a reconstruction of a house? kind of like a demolition job Um, and it all of a sudden is this like beautiful awesome house and I love those shows that they do that they reconstruct a house God is rebuilding upon the foundation of Jesus Christ which is already here hallelujah we will not be moved that's why we're still standing as he has always been our cornerstone he's always been our foundation but um, the Lord reassured me in Jeremiah 30 he says that he was going to build the church upon its ruins And I'm not saying we're in ruins, but I'm saying that he's going to take us higher, deeper, and further than we've ever gone with both natural and spiritual things in this body of believers. Amen? I'm excited about it because the Lord spoke it. And little did I know, you know, just two years later, I would be standing here telling you what God spoke to me. He is about to rebuild this church. Amen? And he says that he will multiply the people. If you read um, Jeremiah 30, he says he's going to multiply and not take away. You're going to start seeing a multiplication of people who are hungry for the move of the Spirit because God's going to draw them by His Spirit because this is a place where His Spirit will move without limits. We will allow Him to do what He wants to do. And we're not just going to formulate something, oh, let's have, we don't plan anything like that. Let's have a prayer line, this and that. Unless God is moving that direction and shows us to do that, we won't do it. Amen? Ephesians 2.20, he says, Having been built on a foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus himself being the chief cornerstone. This is what we're building on. This is our firm foundation. We will not be moved from this. Amen? And Jesus said this, and this just kept ringing in my spirit. He said this, and he was talking to Peter. He says, Upon this rock, speaking of himself, I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Let me just say this. Did he not just say in Proverbs there, he said that, Many are the plans of a man's heart, but the Lord's purpose will prevail. It doesn't matter. The Bible says that the thief comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy, but I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. It doesn't matter what the enemy is going to try to do. If we'll build this church on the firm foundation of Jesus Christ and upon the apostles' um, doctrines, we will not be moved. The gates of hell shall not prevail against us. Hallelujah, God's plans will succeed in this place. Glory to God. If you can write these notes down, but in Matthew 7, um, 24 through 27, we're talking about building on a firm foundation and building his church. He says, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is like a wise person who builds his house upon the rock. So in other words, anyone who listens to what his vision is for this church and hears what he's saying and does it, you're like a house, or we could say a church, a body of believers whose house is built upon that rock. And it says, and the rain can come and the torrents and the floodwaters can rise and winds can beat against that house, but it will not collapse because it's built upon the rock. Who is the rock? Jesus. Amen? I'm not interested in building my house in any other way because if you read on, the winds can come, the rains can come, and that house will just kind of melt away. The last day is coming and the winds are coming. The temptation of the enemy is coming. People are falling away from the Lord because Their house is not built upon the solid rock of the vision that God has for the body of believers, the church. You can find out what God's wish and vision is for the church by reading Acts. Amen. In the last days, I will pour out my spirit. If you're not allowing God's spirit to move, allowing his spirit to be poured out, then you're not on the rock. Amen. And that's what he wants to do in this last day. So we need to listen to what his spirit is saying to the church. Unless we build the house, according to the Lord's vision, he says, it's in vain. So um, Hebrews 3, 4 says, but the one who builds everything is God. We want him to be our builder. We want him to be our architect, you know. Um, And then Habakkuk 2, 2 says, write this vision Make it plain so that all who read it may run with it. So when we come here together, we're here to build up the body of Christ, to do whatever the Spirit of God wants to do, and just basically cast the vision that the Lord is speaking to me as his architect. (laughs) <laughs> and um, the team of people is like your builders and your, your designers, and we are all the body of Christ working together to do what God's said to do for this work of the ministry. Amen? I'm excited because Noah didn't have that many. He didn't have that many to build that giant ark. Giant. But as they were faithful, the Lord helped them build it, and their lives were saved as each one of you are faithful to fulfill and to walk out this vision with us, what God has for us. God will save your families. And God will just cause this place to be filled with his presence, with his glory. He will pour out his spirit in a mighty way. Amen? And let me just say this. I'm just going to seal this right now. <laughs> Isaiah fifty-five eleven says, My word will not Return void. My word will accomplish all that I spoke, all that I said it would. So we need to know that whatever God spoke, He will make it good. He watches over His word to perform it. And He says in His word that He will bless whatever we set our hand to and cause it to prosper. Remember, You might try your own plans and they might fail, but it's God's plans that will prevail. So when you set your hand to things that God gave vision for, he can bless it. He can cause it to prosper. Hallelujah. Are you guys in this boat with us? Amen all right, let's build this church together. Let's just seek the Lord as to what he has for this body of believers. We already know the big vision. We know that God wants to pour out his spirit in a mighty way. We know that God is going to move. And the Lord spoke to me years ago when I was a teenager. He said, I've called you to usher in my greater glory. I didn't really know what that meant at the time. I was just like, wow, he's called me to like, be a carrier of his glory, I didn't realize that what he was doing was putting me at the forefront of a place where his spirit could move without limits. Amen? In the body of Christ, not here, but the body. There's, I have no agenda except for his agenda. It's him who makes us a success. People are going to know us because of Jesus being our foundation and because this is a place that his spirit can move without limits. So just be seeking the Lord with us. Just be um, praying this out in the spirit. Be coming on Wednesday nights to, to set your hand, to humble yourself and pray and seek the face of God. Because the word of God says that um, the prayers of a righteous man availeth much and produce powerful results. Your prayers produce powerful results. That's part of you like building the church. You're building blocks. You're putting things together. You're praying them out so that God's spirit can go and pave the way.